Hello and welcome to After the Whistle Sports Podcast. I'm Chase. I'm here with Dylan and Dylan. Uh, today, we're here back after a while to talk about uh, mostly football, but we'll get into some other stuff. So we're going to start off with some college football uh, with one thing that stood out for each of us. You want to go first? Yeah, we had a uh, really good week at college football last week. This entire season in general has been crazy with a bunch of upsets and a lot of teams not performing. Uh, I want to talk about one game that really stood out to me, which was Florida-Texas A&M. Florida came in ranked number four. Texas A&M came in off a loss. Um, Everyone expected this game to be pretty close. Uh, Florida's offense is looking incredible, which is kind of weird to say because Florida usually – um, has a really solid defense, and in years past, they've struggled on the offensive side of the ball. That was not the case. There was actually, looks like, no defense that was played over the weekend um, for either team. Uh, but it's just really disappointing to see Florida, who came in as people were saying that they were a real contender in the SEC, and you, you watch a game like this, and you see no defense. That's actually, like, a trend in the, in the whole SEC. There was really, like, I don't know if it's, a lack of yeah, I don't know if it's like a lack of practice with COVID, um, or if it's just that these offenses that has changed have changed a lot. But there's a lot of missed tackles, a lot of sloppy defensive play. There's guys wide open in like almost every single game, like more than usual. Um, but Texas A&M ended winning, ended up winning that game. Really big big win for Jimbo Fisher and them. And um, Florida's got to bounce back next week. So my one thing that stood out was in that Oklahoma-Texas game, uh, yeah, well, that game was a good, exciting game at the end in the overtimes. Uh, the thing that I took from that was that both teams really suck. Uh, both teams went into the season. We were expecting that matchup to be like a 5-6, like maybe a 9-10, like definitely a top-10 matchup between those two teams. But honestly, uh, they just neither of them look good. They both have bad losses this year. Uh, what I took from that matchup is that both of them just kind of suck. Again, well, there was no defense in that game either. No yeah, defense. No, no one could get a stop, so. I'm going to go with, like, the whole theme of, like, defensive sucking and, like, just teams that you think were going to be, like, not great but pretty good. Like, LSU blowing another, like, huge game, losing to Missouri. Like, I didn't even know you could lose to Missouri. And, yeah, that's and, bad. That's really and bad. And LSU went from being the best team, like, arguably college football has ever seen last year to being a team that, like, is going to go unranked and, like, might not win a game for another three, four weeks. And, and again, they put up points in that game. Yeah. Like, Miles Brennan really wasn't the issue. He threw for like 450 yards and like four they, touchdowns. There just was no defense. I think it the was... funniest part about it was before the season, uh, Coach I was talking about how their defense was the most improved part of the game and how that's like what's going to stand out this season, what everybody's going to notice, and now their defense is what's losing yeah. them games it was and really, making them look horrible. Yeah, they had the defensive backs. The secondary was terrible. They've had two games. Wow. I mean, it wasn't even the secondary. Like, it was just the whole defense. They couldn't get – there were guys wide open, 50 yards down the field. With no one, like, on the camera. Yeah. I mean, it was bad. And then you also have it from the one-yard line to win the game, <laughs> less than a minute left. All you have to do is punch it in. You have four plays from the one-yard line, and they couldn't do it. Yeah. And you know what? You're not you're not going to play in SEC level, high-level, top-tier elite football if you can't punch it in on Missouri in the one-yard line. And I don't understand. This team was – I mean, I know they lost a ton of guys to the draft, but, like, they still have their, like, key – like or some of their key guys intact – on the defensive side, and they had, like, I just don't understand yeah, what happened. They got to pull it together, and or else this could be a really um, bad season. I mean, could this go down as, like, the worst, like, after winning a national championship to being, like, this bad? Would this go down in, like, history well, as the worst? I don't know. I think it might be a little bit too early to kind of count them out, like, but as the worst. 
And again, they, they did move out of the, the AP Top 25, which I'm completely fine with. Yeah, they, not surprising at all. Not surprising. Um, but, I, I mean, we'll see. I don't know. Lack of co- lack of practice with COVID. But, they got some new players. They have a new defensive coordinator. That's fair. Um, who I think is on the hot seat after two games or three games. Um, but they're going into the toughest part of their schedule. They got Florida, and they got South Carolina, and they got Auburn and Bama. Like that's, I, I'm interested. They got to pull it together. I'm interested in really seeing that, especially against Bama, who put up uh, 62 points and looked absolutely incredible on offense. Well, I, I want to see this LSU Florida game because I think that this is going to be an offensive showdown. Yeah, it, this is going to be, be like a 50 50 game. Yeah, I, yeah think, I agree. I think Florida wins that. But. Okay. Let's go into next week now. We're recording this on a Monday, so um, we kind of have the whole week ahead of us. Um, start off with the game of the week. Start off with the game of the week. Game of the week, Bama-Georgia. So I've been watching. I've really watched how much Bama, but I've watched a couple of Georgia games this year, and I've been extremely, extremely impressed from what I've seen from them. Um, honestly, I think that obviously, who knows this year with everything that's going on with all the upsets, uh, even if there were, even if Georgia won it, I don't think it'd be that big of an upset at three versus two. But I still think Georgia is going to pull off this game. I think they're going to get the win against Alabama. Yeah, this game is going to be super interesting for everyone who watched the Georgia game. They looked dominant on defense against a really good Tennessee team, um, and they were incredible on defense. Like I'm pretty sure they only allowed one. They allowed like less than ten rushing yards to Tennessee the entire game, and Tennessee has a really good rushing attack. So that just shows. Um, I'm a little bit worried about Georgia's offense, just a little bit. Um, but I think their defense will show up, which is interesting because Alabama's defense was almost non-existent, I guess, against a Lane Kiffin Ole Miss team. Um, I think Bama wins this game. At, it's Bama. Okay, Nick Saban will show up to this game. I don't think they will look as bad as they did last weekend on defense. I don't think Nick Saban will allow that. Uh, it's going to be a close game, uh, but ultimately I think Bama's explosive offense will prevail. I, I agree. I think... Um with Najee Harris running for you is always a huge yeah, threat, and I, I know like they l- played an incredible game against that uh, Tennessee rushing team or t- rushing offense. But I just can't see how you stop Najee Harris. Like I mean, he hasn't been stopped at all. Like yeah. that man just gets yards and touchdowns. <laughs> I mean, like, it's just that well, simple. This is not really on the, the schedule for today, but in terms of Heisman talk, like I don't know how you can't have Najee Harris in your top three. Does it? Is he leading the league? Oh, uh, he has to be. Najee leading. Harris has fifty-two carries. Uh, uh, 350 yards and 10 touchdowns. Yeah, that's uh, that's insane. 10 touchdowns. Of, but also, what's that uh, Florida wide receiver's name? Oh, Kyle, Kyle Pitts. Pitts. I mean, I don't think... I he As of good. right now, if he keeps playing the way he plays, I think that there's no way that yeah. you can give anybody the Heisman over him. Uh, yeah. And, and with, then you have Trevor Lawrence, too, which is a whole different... Yeah, the but problem that, with Trevor Lawrence is I feel like they end up going... They, like, in their first couple games, obviously not last week, but in the first couple games, they go up so much, they just, like, kind of stop trying. Like, they had that one game that they scored 49 points in the first half. I think it was against Syracuse. Yeah. yeah. That they scored 49 points in the, second, in the first half and then pulled Trevor Lawrence for the second half, so he's not getting those stats that he would if he was playing a better team, so he's not going to get those stats to win the Heisman. Yeah. But I think that he's got number one yeah. draft pick on his mind now. Also, Heisman. real quick, I just have an interesting question here. Who would you rather take in terms of a running back and a, and a quarterback? Would you rather have Mac Jones and Najee Harris on Bama or ETN and Trevor Lawrence on Clemson? I, probably Clemson. Clemson, yeah. I take Clemson because, I mean, that's probably, uh, like as Chase said, that's going to be the number one draft pick, most likely. He's the best quarterback in college football right now. Plus, I'd argue that he uh, ETN is one of the best. I mean, Etienne's incredible, too. One of the best running backs, you could say. I don't know if he's better than Najee Harris, but he's definitely up there. Yeah, he's well, definitely a close to put it per- into perspective, they have about similar carries, the same yards. Najee Harris just has six more touchdowns. Okay, that's fair. But also, like, I mean, Trevor Lawrence does throw the ball, yeah. I would assume, 
a significant amount more than yeah. Okay, let's go on to another game, and we're gonna go to Auburn, South Carolina, and this one's big time upset watch for Auburn, coming off of a game where, um, they said that they won, except everyone who actually watched the game <laughs> knew that the refs absolutely choked Arkansas to that oh game, God. and Arkansas actually won that game. Um, we don't want to get into that now. But Auburn, South Carolina, I'm going to take South Carolina in this game. It's at South Carolina. They will have fans there. Auburn has looked absolutely terrible um, these past few weeks. Yeah, I, I mean, like going along with that, I agree with the South Carolina pick just because, like, I'm looking at, like, if you look at Auburn's last three games, that Georgia loss was obviously a bad loss for them. And they did get that win over uh, the ranked Kentucky team, which is a great win for them. But, I mean, you look at South Carolina, they killed Vanderbilt, and they only lost to number three Florida, who we know is a super dominant team. Um and they only lost to them by 14 in Tennessee, who also is a great team by four. So you know that they can keep up with these ranked teams, and I think that they're going to pull out the win here. I agree. I thought Auburn was shaky to begin with. Even watching that Kentucky game, they didn't look that good. And then after the like, d- destruction of a game in Georgia, I thought that they were going to have a little harder hit in the polls. And then considering that they should have lost Arkansas. They lost that they game. Did. They did. We they just really, marked it down. They're 1-2. Yeah, they, <laughs> they really did lose the that game. The SEC came out and said that they messed up the call and, and they should have won the game. Yeah, so. they really did lose that game. And I, I like I know, yeah, they're going to bounce back, but I just can't see... Like, South Carolina has fans, and I think that's going to be a huge deal yeah. because a lot of these guys have not played in front of fans since their high school days. Which it's it's not comparable to your high school days yeah. play, against yeah. playing in a college yeah. Playing, what, with 20,000 fans and, like, 1,000 yeah. fans? And I think, that's one of, I think that's one of the big things with this season that's gets so uncomparable to other seasons is that these guys could go weeks and weeks without ever playing in front of a stadium, like, of, of fans, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you can yeah. be playing in front well, of well, 15, well, 20,000 fans. I mean, Texas A&M. Texas A&M had, had a ton of fans there. They absolutely packed the stadium, and... and uh, Miami said that, or Florida said, Dan Mullen, the coach, said that that was definitely a big factor, and he wants to try to pack the swamp. Yeah, yeah, that's what they said. people next game. So they I mean, said also going along with with that, like last week, LSU we saw play um, at where was it, Missouri? Yeah, and I mean that that was LSU's home game, quote unquote. But yeah, because right, of the hurricane, right. they had to play at Missouri, and obviously, like you know, that makes a huge difference. They had fans in Missouri, so Missouri has its home game against LSU. So I think that we're seeing that impact of f- fans versus no fans uh, in college well, football. Well, I want to see how it affects those like true freshmen or those, yeah. those like actual like tr- first year starters because it's a big difference like playing your first like cupcake game against like a house that's like in your favor or a team or even like even a crowd that isn't in your favor to now going to play like a Georgia or something like especially like, in the on south the road especially in the south where these restrictions are extremely relaxed yeah. yeah they're getting their taste of SEC football right away I mean I saw who what school was it that had the fans that got kicked out of the game uh, for sure, SMU. SM, like yeah, SMU, I saw it. the videos before. Like there is, prob- thousands and thousands of fans in these oh, student sections packed right. together. And, like and they wait, flood down. Yeah, they're, 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 they, 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 keep they go down. down. I mean, if you're a player, a, fr- a true freshman looking at that, that have never been to play in a college football game before, and you're used to your hometown of. 1,000, maybe 1,500 people in the stands, like, cheering for you, and everybody's cheering for you. Not many people are cheering against you. Like, opposed to going to these fa- yeah. stadiums with 20, 30,000 people, that's a huge well, difference. It's, and like, it's and they never got to, to warm up against, like, bad teams, yeah. such as, like, Ole Miss or something. They never got to play, like, those I don't know. Misses. We're you really going to say Ole Miss is a bad <laughs> team. They held, like, 50 on um, them. Oh, okay, sure. fine. Like, uh, like some other, like, FBS schools. or F- <laughs> We use Missouri as the example. Yeah, sure. okay. <laughs> against, like, some Missouris that, like, have like head fans that just like isn't gonna make a big difference as a confidence booster, but yeah. now like it's a completely different game. Uh, let's go into the ACC now. Um, <laughs> Pitt Miami, and you know what? I'm actually like 
it, with the line as of Miami minus ten and a half. I don't know about that. Like, I really think that this is going to be a one-score close game. Yeah. Um, I disagree. I think that Miami blows them out of the water. I don't even think. I know Dylan. I know Dylan's I, a Pitt yeah. fan, I, so this is a very biased opinion. But <laughs> I think that I think that there's okay. no chance. I think, I think especially after their loss to Miami, or yeah. especially after their loss to Clemson last week, they've got that chip on their shoulder now. Like, if we lose this game, we might be out of the rankings. I think that they have that chip on their shoulder. I think they're going to go I, out. I'm going to disagree. I I think you guys are severely, um, like. On, on just just not looking at Kenny Pickett here. Kenny Pickett is a great quarterback, and I mean their rush attack's fine. I, Miami's defense again didn't look all too good at against Clemson, but we can't really make that comparison. But I don't know. I I actually like Pittsburgh. Dude, I, I like Pittsburgh. Uh, like keeping this game close. I think I think Miami's gonna ultimately pull through. As much as I hate to say it. But I don't think that line ten and a half is gonna like show jail. I think this is like, a field goal game. I think I, I'm gonna say this right it's now. It's gonna you come can, down to the kicker. You I can think bring one up the kicker, audio next week. But I think I think it's gonna be a, uh, one kicker yeah. is gonna miss it. Probably the pit kicker, as we've seen in prior <laughs> prior every year. But I, I wouldn't shock me if Pitt or Miami has a like decently long field goal to win it, and either makes it or misses yeah. it. Because Kenny Pickett is. Okay, let's go, let's go. Okay, so just just to make that clear, next week when uh, this is a really close game, it's like an awesome game in o- OT. We're gonna come back and I'm gonna say like, oh wow, yeah. Or after Miami blows them out, we'll say, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, sure. Sure. we'll yes. forget about that. Part. <laughs> uh, let's go to some group of five action with BYU versus Houston. Uh, I'm pretty sure both these teams showed up in the AP pools today. Did, was Houston think, in it? I don't think. I don't Houston's think Houston's played like they received. Game. I think they received votes. Houston looks pretty good to me. But yeah, they I mean, I saw. I saw. Also, you have to take into account that Houston, that was Houston's first game. There's no film on them, but especially with the new quarterback. But um, I mean, yeah, you you had to look at their last last week's result and kind of look at that and maybe tilt your head a little bit and say, okay, this BYU team is good. They almost lost last week. Uh, I don't know if you guys were watching. I was watching the end of that game. I watched yeah, the end. And yeah. uh, UTSA almost got that onside kick at the end, which who knows with their momentum in that game, they could have ended up winning that. But I think if BYU can step up and actually play well this game, then I think that they'll be able to take it. I, but I think that this I was I'm looking right now, I'm looking at the line of four. I think that that's very favorable in Houston for Houston. I think that this could definitely be a field goal deciding game. Uh, so I, I'm still gonna take BYU, but I think they only win by one or two. I, I agree. I think that this is kind of like a coin flip game. Both of them really haven't played like noticeable opponents. Like I mean, they've played like mediocre opponents. Houston almost lost. Houston hasn't played uh any games really this year, opposed to a BYU team that has had four wins in a row. So I'm going to take BYU with just the fact that BYU's played more than Houston has. Yeah. And I'll, probably practice. More I'll than. start off by saying BYU, their quarterback, Zach Wilson, is a Heisman contender. He's really, really good. Um, with that being said, though, I, say, I, think, I like Houston in this game. I, I like Houston. I think Houston will have fans there. Okay. Which is going to be so a big that's, factor. That's a big factor. Um, Houston's just a well-coached team, and I think that they're going to be a really big challenge for BYU. Um, I think BYU so far hasn't gotten really a team like as physical as Houston, where they have guys up front who are um, veteran players. Uh, I, I like Houston in this game. I think Houston comes out looking really strong. I think Houston wins this game at home. All right. Giving BYU their first loss of the season. All right, that's a, that's a bold take. All right. Uh, next one, are we going to go to Kentucky, Yeah, we'll go back Tennessee. to the SEC. Kentucky, Tennessee. Uh, I think both these teams are coming off of losses. I know ten- Tennessee, Tennessee is. Lost. Kentucky, uh, I don't know. Kentucky, I think, may have won last week. Anyways, I'll start off. I like Tennessee in this game. I thought Tennessee, for the first half of their Georgia game, looked really good. They looked solid. 
Um, again, they really couldn't get the rushing game going, but that's just because Georgia's front seven is arguably the best in all college football. Uh, it's a rivalry game. I like Tennessee here. So I'm going to... I'm going to agree with you, but I think it can go the other way. Because Kentucky's played really on and off defense, defensive-wise. They've had, they have let up two points against a Mississippi State team that upset it in the first week, right? First, yeah. They first beat week LSU. Of, yeah, they beat LSU, which was, I guess it's not as big of an upset now, but it was LSU's still... LSU's bad. Yeah, it was still a little <laughs> bit of an upset. And they really didn't get like blown out of the water by like an average Auburn team. And they did lose poorly to Ole Miss, like, letting up a lot of points to Ole Miss, Ole Miss is bad. Ole Miss is a good offense. Ole Miss might honestly be, like, the third best offense in the SEC. All right, calm down, but maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, 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 okay. Why, why can't I make that claim? Though? Ole Miss being the third why can't I make that claim? best offense. So who, who they lit it up on Bama. All right, where are you going to rank it up. Where are you going to rank Yeah, where, you, where do you let's, put let's, that? Let's so, see so, so Bama's offense is the best. Okay, okay. yeah, sure. Um, so you're going to say Georgia and Florida? No, no, then I say Florida. So Bama, then Florida. Okay, okay. and then, yeah. then Ole Miss, then Georgia. And you put w- Ole Miss over Georgia. Yes. Or like in terms Texas of just offense, <laughs> in terms of offense, in terms of offense, I like Ole Miss better than Georgia. So you think Ole Miss is bad defense outweighs their good off? You think if they have the third best offense in the country, they're they're their bad defense? defense. Is terrible. They okay, literally but you think they did an onside kick at the end of the game okay, but you because they knew they couldn't stop Bama. You, you think it outweighs it that much? Well, okay, okay. I think it does. I think it really does. Because did I, o- did Ole Miss get on the rankings now? No. Okay, no. Ole Miss, Ole Miss Bro, is unranked. Do you think that they have the third game. best offense in the, in the entire in, college football? In their defense, in their defense. I think they do. I in, pers- they, they in do. Smith's defense, they have played two great teams. They Or two not great, but two good teams. They played Bama and put up 50 points. And they put up Florida, and they kind of didn't do great against Florida. But they, they, they put, put up 35 points against Florida. Their defense really has been lacked. Lackluster I'm, to say. I'm just gonna say though, I watched the game against Bama, and Ole Miss's offense. Bama literally couldn't stop them, and you don't say that a lot about a Nick Saban coach team. Yeah, true. Bama with with they're, they're flooded with NFL players on their defense, and they got lit up by Ole Miss. And I will say, Ole Miss is a Lane Kiffin coach team. And if anyone knows Lane Kiffin, you know he's a really good offensive mind. I've yeah, been very high. I, was, I did not like Lane Kiffin that much last year, but I'm very high on him right now. That offense is what new. He doing? And 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 you know what Bama was saying? They had a middle linebacker say that. They, their Ole Miss's offense was so sharp that they thought that they were stealing defensive signs from Bama, <laughs> and they obviously weren't because if you watched the game, you would notice that Ole Miss is running up tempo, hurry up, before Bama can even call their play. Yeah, that's fair. So I don't know, Low Key Smith, you might have changed my mind to that. I, I I'm just they, saying, I watched the game looked, against Bama. Ole Miss was incredible. Bama couldn't stop them. They could not stop. Except them, Bama. Period. Except they have such a bad defense that like. I wouldn't say that though. All I'm gonna say. All I'm gonna say. All I'm gonna say about Ole Miss is that I'm extremely excited for November 28th when they play Mississippi State. I'm very excited to see that. (laughs) That game's gonna be incredible. All right, that's all I want to say. All right, I have Tennessee in this game, um, but yeah. All right, should we go to the last college football game that we got? Let's go to the other ACC game. uh, Boston College versus Virginia Tech here, which is just kind of gross. That's the only thing I can say about this. Just gross. This is an ACC toss-up. This is like the example of of. What the, a- the AP poll just puts, like, all these teams that are interchangeable in the ACC in, like, the 17 through 25 range. And they're trying to, like, you'll play each other eventually, just figure it yeah. out. Yeah, it'll uh, eventually get sorted Yeah, some, someone will lose here to yeah. one of the good teams in your conference, and you're not going to end up making the playoffs. We'll just put you here as a holder. Like Virginia Tech. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, Virginia yeah. Tech, like, really doesn't have any reason to be ranked. At all. At all. At all. Here's the thing. <laughs> they really, like, haven't done anything. No, not at all. Here's the thing. The ACC is acting like Big 12, where they have, like, 
three teams in the, in the top ten. So they have, like, really good teams, and then yeah. the rest are kind of faded like, out. Like, there. Like, I don't know. Well, it's kind of like the Big Ten last year. They had Minnesota, Ohio State, Wisconsin, who were all great yeah, teams. Yeah, but Indiana was a good team. Iowa's still a but, good team. I, yeah, yeah I, I, like I, I, I get what you're saying. I have good teams, though. Like, Virginia Tech... Like is kind of there. Boston College, like you could argue to be ranked yeah. for Virginia. Tech I think, is, yeah, like, I mean, I think, like, I think Virginia Tech wins the game, but I think that it's just a gross ACC matchup. That's all I gotta say. It's just gross. Yeah. I, I don't even. Know. I will. I don't even think anyone's gonna be watching this game yeah. because they're gonna have Georgia Bama at the same time. Yeah. Um, I, just just to state my case, so I'll say Virginia Tech wins. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll just agree with Virginia. <laughs> I'm not gonna watch okay. the game. Chase, right. you want to take us to some NFL? Yeah. Real so quick? we'll go into the NFL real quick. We're gonna start off with just some recaps of the teams. So I don't. If you're a longtime listener of the podcast, you know that the Cleveland Browns are my team. Uh, and I was extremely, extremely, extremely high on them last year. Thought they're gonna be great. I thought Freddie Kitchens was the truth. I thought that they were gonna be able to make it all work. And then they went uh, six and six and ten. So that was fun, uh, including a last a week seventeen loss to the one in fifteen Bengals. Uh, so that was a great season. Had a great time there. Uh, end up firing everybody, including GM John Dorsey, bringing Andrew Barry as a new GM. Uh, super smart guy, great GM. Bringing Kevin Stefanski, who in his last game in Minnesota just absolutely coached a disgusting game against the Saints on the playoffs. That essentially he essentially lost in the playoff game against the Saints. I would say. Um, <laughs> so going into that, wasn't thrilled about that hiring. I thought they sh- they should have definitely hired Robert Sala from the 49ers, uh, but instead brought in Kevin Stefanski. Uh, week one lost six to I think it was like thirty something to the Ravens, which was. Definitely a fun game to watch as a Browns fan. So going into week two, uh, was not excited about that, but they played Washington, so that was definitely promising. So they ended up beating Washington. Uh, or they that was the ba- they played, that was actually they played week two. They played the Bengals on Thursday Night Football, who they almost lost to, which was embarrassing. So at that point, I was like, all right, always got next season. Like they're gonna suck this year. Go into Washington. They were down by like three at the beginning of the fourth. Score like 17-9. That's answered. Do that. Go into Dallas, score 49 points against that defense. The almost worst, let defense, up a the worst defense in the league. Still, 49 <laughs> points for the Browns is most that they've scored in like I a mean, century. Uh, and then go last week against the Colts, who have one of the best, if not the best defense in the league, and just absolutely dominated them. Their defense, who the Browns defense, who I thought was going to be terrible, uh, ended up going out and doing very well. Uh, picked off Phillip Rivers twice. Uh, their special teams didn't look good, let up a kick return. But honestly, I still think that every single week the Browns are going to lose. I thought they were going to get killed last week. I thought they were going to get killed against the Cowboys. I think they're going to get killed against the Steelers, so I'm not going to talk about this game. But, uh, yeah. So now that you got the Browns, like, week to week, I think that the Browns are actually, like, they're, they're not 4-1. Four four. I don't think they should, like, exactly be, like, the 4-1 and one team. Like, they're not, like... I mean, they played the Bengals, Washington, yeah, Cowboys. Yeah, they haven't played exactly the they have top-notch teams. They have a decent win against the Cowboys and a good win against the Colts. And, yeah, they, the Colts was a good win. I think that I think that this Steelers game isn't going to exactly be that good of a game. Like, I think the Steelers are going to win it. But I think that this Browns team isn't going to be bad. Like, they could really make a playoff. Like, I, they're not. Push. But... They have not. a 76% chance of making the playoffs right now, which means that they won't make it. I, I don't yeah. know. I, well, I'm like, okay. Okay. They're, 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 they're four not going to They're literally like uh, halfway can, there. Let's go through the rest of their schedule. They're going to lose to the Steelers, be 4-2. and two. They'll beat the Bengals, be 5-2. and two. But the Browns they'll are like lose, halfway there. They'll lose to the Raiders. They'll be 5-3. and three. They'll, I, Do you think they'll lose to the Texans? They might lose. No, we'll, no, we'll you can't win. possibly okay. lose. Okay. Six we and three winning against the Texans. Future weeks. Yeah, I, I, I'm really just saying care. that they're gonna they're end up gonna end up losing yeah. the last I'm week. I'm just saying. Steelers I, I think I think the Browns are not a, a bad team, and and I think the only way that they will like go back to what the Browns were every other year 
is turnovers, and it's all Baker Mayfield. I don't think the Browns' defense is that bad. I personally, their offense is stacked. I, I, yeah, and they have skill position guys. I don't think the Browns' defense are that bad. I think Kareem Hunt is also like good, a top five running back. They just don't have I, a quarterback. They just really have a bad Baker Mayfield's issue. He's, Kareem Hunt did not look that good yesterday. I'm gonna be but honest. He's good. Kareem he's Hunt good. No, he's definitely good. good. They also played the best run it, defense in the league. Yeah. But, I, so. I, I know this is like a bad time to talk about it, but like he's kind of like Dak Prescott. He can put up like stats. He just can't win. Well, he, except he can't put up. Well, he stats turns either. over the ball too much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, the Browns are a good win. team. The Browns are a good team. The Browns are a playoff team. Their defense is solid. Their They're defensive obvious. line is really good. Their defensive line is, I think, the best it's, in the league. Miles Garrett is the leading sacker. I mean, I mean, the Ravens have a really good defensive line too. Or like the Bears also like have a good Bears. defensive line. Okay, but I get your point though. The Browns are definitely the yeah, Browns defensive good. line is definitely a top three unit. Yeah, hundred percent. Sure. Okay, and I, I'm not. I think the Browns secondary is pretty solid too. I mean, their, their run game is, is good. They Well, when they had Nick Chubb, Nick Chubb's out now. But with, with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, their run That's game was maybe the best in the entire league. Yeah, I agree. I think definitely the best in the league. Um, they have, I know Jarvis Landry's a little bit banged up. Uh, Odell is Odell's Odell. maybe looking like Odell from the Giants. Um, if it's a primetime game, Odell's Odell from the Giants. If it's not, Odell's. Yeah. <laughs> it's Baker Mayfield. And it's Baker Mayfield's team. And he they've... that good. I don't know. Hope. Here's the thing with Baker Mayfield, though. Mitchell Trubisky got get That's got all of this. Okay, this. okay. The Bears actually made the playoffs with Trubisky. Okay, <laughs> Trubisky was terrible. He also has okay. a loss. Can we talk about going, going back Baker to Mayfield? Why isn't Baker Mayfield held to the same expectations as Trubisky? Uh, maybe because they don't have a city that cares. Cause, about yeah, because they don't have they don't have the history that the Bears does. The Bears have the history of winning. The Browns have the history. They're literally the, the losing culture. They, when yeah, you think of suck. losing in the NFL, you think of the Browns. So, so people are used to it. So people don't have to hold Baker to that expectation. No, Baker should be held accountable. I don't know. I, I think he should be. I think he should have been pulled a while ago. Like, find someone. Like, even someone off the streets would be. I mean, <laughs> the backup. Yeah, like, they have a backup of Case. Case game was not a bad backup. Like He's yesterday, not, he like he was fine. Baker hurt his rib yesterday. I was. I thought Case was going to come in. I was. I was happy with Case Keenum coming in. I just get super upset when, when people are talking everything about Mitchell Trubisky. And you know what? The Bears are much better with Nick Foles. That's a fact. I agree. Both of them really aren't that good. Either, but but we'll, we'll get to that a little bit later. Those, uh, those are two teams that should not be 4-1. Well, yeah, we'll get to that later. But um, Baker Mayfield has to be held accountable to what Mitchell Trubisky was. Like, for some reason, people think that Baker Mayfield is... They don't watch these games, and they still think Baker Mayfield's a top quarterback. Oh, he he's just, to go number he's one a complete draft. game manager. That's what he is. He's a game manager. But he's manager. not a game manager. He, he turns the ball over too much. Yeah. The, he has one pick in the past four, three games. Well, I mean, I feel like it last season. He's also played. Oh, like, last season he played. Last played season was horrible. Three. He also had Freddie Kitchens as a head coach. Freddie Kitchens, as a Browns fan watching every single one of their games, I think I could confidently say that Freddie Kitchens is the worst coach in NFL history. And okay. that's undebatable. Okay, let's move on to the Bears, the other 4 and one team. That should not be 4-1. Maybe shouldn't be 4-1. <laughs> Definitely should not be 4-1. No. Yeah. But I don't know. I think taking out Trubisky and having, actually, like, having a week where Nick Foles, like, can get the plays and, like, pass to the wide receivers is going to be a huge deal. Yeah, but you didn't even see that in the last game. Yeah, oh, I, I know. They only put bad. out like 20 points. He looked bad. Yeah, he in the last did. Game. They should not have won that game. Mitch looked bad. They looked bad. Also, their running game is also terrible. Nick. Yeah. Their well, running game is awful. Except it's a Mitch. Yeah, yeah Nick Foles. But it's not, not like Montgomery. Montgomery's looked really good. He breaks like. No, eight it's the tackles, offensive line. It's not Montgomery. Just can't it's the offensive anywhere. line. Well, look yeah. at their red zone stats. They are uh, absolutely terrible. In the yeah, red we're zone. Ter- what are we? Twenty five percent on like uh, touchdowns. Their defense is incredible. Defense is our defense is what's gonna win us games. Really but good. our offense like needs to like I don't understand. We have games where we like our offense looks really good. We're doing all these motions. We're actually confusing the defense. And then we have other games where Nagy like it looks like two different people are calling plays. Yeah. Like one game it looks like <laughs> like Nagy is like in the game, and one 
looks like he's on like the Waffle House menu. I, I, I think Nagy's <laughs> like, I don't know, I feel like he kind of outsmarts himself at times. Like, I feel like he, whenever he, I watch them try to do like a jet sweep or like a reverse, and that stuff's like good, but I, I feel like we just use it too often that it's. We, we lose yardage on those he, plays, and it doesn't open up the actual run game. He needs... So. We need to... Like, Nagy needs to settle down and not always try to, like, be the best play caller ever. Like, there's no yeah, but, need, like, okay. on but a 4th and defense, 10 to throw it 45 okay, yards okay. downfield. But, but to his defense, he has to use misdirection because the offensive line is so terrible. Yeah, I agree. But he... Like, sometimes he does it, and sometimes he doesn't. And then, yeah. also, I think the amount of time that it was, like, 3rd and 8 or 4th and, like, 3... And for some odd reason, we're throwing it 45 yards down the field. To David Montgomery, who's our running back, is beyond me. When you have Allen Robinson, yeah, that, like, that's I'm a whole other issue. We could spend like the entire 20 minutes <laughs> talking about Allen Robinson. But okay, let's go into maybe some upsets for next week. And I think each of us has a pick we're gonna go through. I'll start off on the note of the Bears. <laughs> I'm gonna say that the Bears, who are favored, are gonna lose to the Panthers this week. Uh, I thought the Panthers looked pretty good last week, um, and the Bears. They beat Tampa Bay, but again, their offensive line has a lot of issues. Uh, I'm not sure about their run game. I think the Pan- Panthers humble the Bears, and I think the Bears actually... Really? You think the Bears lose to the Panthers? I think the Bears lose to the I Panthers. And I don't think it would be humbling us. I think we're pretty... Well, I mean, the Bears are 4-1, uh, so. We shouldn't be. We should literally... We could be 0-5 right now. Yeah, it's the NFL. If you, you win like the games, you win the games. That's true. It's a win's a win. So I'll go along with that whole upset thing. As much as, like... I don't believe it's gonna happen. I think it like. Well, no, do a pick that you believe is gonna happen. I think I think the Chiefs might lose to the Bills. I I know it's unlikely that Patrick Mahomes loses two games in a row, but the Bills and Josh Allen have been playing unbelievable football that like no one, no Bills fan even thought could happen. And I I think that they're hot, especially if they beat the Titans this week or tomorrow. That would be a huge, the, huge the game, boost of confidence. The game where it may or may not be played because of COVID yeah, reasons. Yeah, <laughs> we don't know if it's going to be played. We don't even know if this, if, if the Chiefs <laughs> just cancel the whole season for all we know. That's true. Yeah. We don't know what exactly is going to happen, but I, I think the Bills have a shot in that game, and I think it's going to be a lot closer yeah. than, like, the Chiefs just blowing everyone I, I think water. the one thing that we saw from the Raiders beating the Chiefs was that the Chiefs' weakness is that you have to have, if you're playing the Chiefs, you have to have really solid quarterback play, and you have to have a good enough run game to where you have to keep Mahomes off the field. Yeah. I agree. I it, think it, that, yeah, I, I mean, I think that the Vegas game was a little bit of a, of a sham for the, for the uh, Chiefs. They're going to have those games every once in a while, especially when you're... I mean, Sammy Watkins got hurt, which obviously isn't good for their wide receiver course, but I think that with when you have Patrick Mahomes, every once... I mean, he played a good game. It's not You can't say that he played a bad yeah, game. He had, he had, he had one interception. Yeah, one, one pick that was bad, but yeah. I mean... We hold him, I think, to, to a little bit too high of an expectation where he's throwing one pick in however many games and we're all holding it against him, yeah. but I think that that Chiefs team is still that... I still think that they're the best team in the NFL. You saw what they yeah. did against the Ravens. I think they can do that against any good team. Hold up. I- I'm like that whole Raiders-Chiefs thing. Why is no one talking about the Raiders? Like, oh, the Raiders Derek, are incredible. The they're, Derek they're, Carr, they're really they beat good is, teams, they lose to bad teams. Dude, Derek Carr like, has not missed a pass in like four weeks. This it's just, it's like just no his fumbles. I think that's the biggest, the biggest concern, his turnovers yeah. with his fumbles. Uh, there's way too many of those. If you can eliminate those, well, they can be a, the Ra- a real the Raiders, the Raiders, actually, the Raiders' defense, which I didn't think we were going to be talking about that during the <laughs> season, they were setting the house at Mahomes, and that was working. Yeah. And that was one of like the few times where I think that, for some reason, like teams blitz Mahomes, but Not they, they get torched. Um, no, but 
the Raiders were getting in his face, and, and they were causing him to, to either scramble, scramble out, out of there. and their secondary did a good job of keeping, like, uh, I know Kelsey had a pretty good game, but they did just enough of a good job of, like, not letting up the big plays to where the pressure was hitting on Mahomes. I also, like, also their offense, like, all arguably... Yeah, well, we knew their really, offense was going to be good. It's Gruden. But we That's didn't, his thing. But we didn't think they were going to... Put up forty points like a week, yeah. and they they look good, like yeah. really good. They yeah. they have Josh Jacobs, they have Darren Waller there. If they could get like one more stud player, yeah. like I think their biggest thing was John Gruden getting the players to actually buy into what he's saying. I think that was the most crucial thing for them, uh, and I think that once he did that, I think that they are on the path to being yeah. a successful team this season and in the future. Yeah. Uh, yeah, is it too early to say that Derek Carr is back to like his 2017 Derek Carr? Yes. After, before before, before he injury? broke his leg. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I think it's not. I mean, he he's played five games and proved himself. I mean, he definitely played. I don't know if he played up to Mahomes, but he played with. good enough to beat that team. Yeah, he played. He played with. with them. I mean, Mah- it was the lack of mistakes. I think that the the Raiders have a lot of weapons, and to be honest, their offensive line really didn't play all that well again this week. Um, I I think the that that's gonna be something to keep an eye on the Raiders and the Chiefs in that um, division. Yeah, that's very interesting. Well. The the Raiders Derek Carr like I was look just looking at his stats, he has eleven touchdowns and a single interception, yeah. a single that's unbelievable. It's a lack crazy. of mistakes. It's and the, I don't know if Josh Allen, I think Josh Allen could have the big playability that Derek Carr doesn't have, but I don't think that Josh Allen has the that's just fair. stability. He will, he will make a mistake yeah. eventually. Like if you want to beat the Chiefs, you you can't give them any more possessions than the possessions they already get. Yeah. True, I, so I agree with that one. Josh Allen has a tendency in these big games to be careless with the ball. You see, like, he runs a lot, he has some fumbles, he throws some interceptions, some wild throws. I actually think that this is a worse matchup. Um, like, the, the, the Bills versus the Chiefs is a worse matchup than this um, Oakland game this past week. I think the Chiefs win this game, and I don't know if really you can say it's going to be very close. I don't, I, I don't know, though, because... I mean, Josh Allen will get it done. He will find a way to put the ball in the end zone. Just what he does. Yeah, well, running we know that, though, but he, he gives them too many extra possessions. That's fair. I mean, we'll see. The, the defense is going to need to come in clutch, and they have a good defense. Yeah, the, the Bills' defense, defense is good. Yeah. Okay, yeah. but here's the thing. It doesn't matter how good your defense is. The best defense in the league, you will not stop Mahomes. That's the only fair. way to stop Mahomes is by scoring more points in him. You have to yes. keep more points. You have to score more points. You got to keep the, the ball way. away from him. Yeah. Because they will score no matter who's who they're playing against. I they will score. I completely agree with that. So it's more on the quarterback to play a solid game without being careless with the ball than it is on the defense to actually stop Mahomes. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I agree. Okay, let's let's end it off by going to Chase's game over here. Yeah, so, well, we're going upsets of the week, so I'm going to go, well, th- th- I'm, I was last, so you guys want okay, to so first your upsets of the week. I'll just, like, quickly touch on mine. I think, uh, this will just be quick, I think the Browns might actually beat the Steelers because... The Browns have, like, their offense for some reason is looking good. That I'm not quite <laughs> I, I sure think, about. I think that's why. the wrong answer to this question. But. <laughs> I don't like it, but I think that there's a chance. Yeah, but, no. All right, you can go um, to the chase. I, instead of doing an upset, I'll just respond to what you guys said. I think uh, the Steelers win that game. And Me too. I don't, I don't like the Steelers. Like, this might, be a, this might be a slaughter. I don't know. I think the Steelers look – they looked – 
The so Browns just can't play Chase division games. Oh, yeah, Chase the Browns just can't play. Chase. Division games is their weakness. They Especially having probably the second best division, I think you could say, in the NFL yeah, behind the sure. NFC West. Sure. Their division games are just not where they are. You saw them almost lose to the Bengals this year, okay, get blown up by the Ravens. Point. I think that's it's going to be the same thing against the Steelers. Yeah. And, this and again, Sunday. this is, this is a Steelers-Browns game, and we know how Steelers-Browns games Yeah, those don't turn out well, too. Yeah, yeah. These games are usually not... This is where you, these games you turn on the t- turn off the TV and go to a different channel. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's All right. right, I'm gonna go upset of the week. I have Atlanta over Minnesota. I think Atlanta's playing for a bigger purpose this week, especially just now with the report coming out that um, that the office is that the front office isn't really stuck with Matt Ryan as the quarterback. I think he's out to, there to prove a point with Dan Quinn and the GM both out. I think Julio will be back. I think they're gonna be out to prove a point. I think that they can beat this Minnesota team. Dude, I, I feel like bad that. for Matt Ryan. Like, what else can he do? This man puts up. 30 points a game. I know. And, and they just loses. don't have a defense. All right. Like at all. Anything else you guys want to touch on? Uh, I think that's good. All right. Yeah, Thank you for listening to After the Whistle Sports Podcast. See you guys next time. Bye. See you.